Welcome to Pod Me If You Can. I'm David Farrell. And I'm Lloyd Hughes. And uh, this podcast is our second upcoming films podcast, and it's a chance for Lloyd and I to announce the projects that we're looking forward to. Um, it also marks our first departure from our regular, I guess, setup. Lloyd, uh, we're doing this over Skype. Yeah, that's right. Our first one. Um, I know we're looking forward to a lot of films and we're going to get straight into it. Um, I just thought I would mention, though, that we're not going to say the obvious films that we're looking forward to. Uh, yeah, we're all looking forward to the last Batman installment, for example. Um, we're not, <laughs> we're not going to say it. I know everybody is. We're going to look for some slightly more obscure films. Um, some films that perhaps you wouldn't have heard of. Um, Lloyd, I thought first, because this is the second upcoming films podcast, we might just retread the first podcast ground. Yeah, sure. And, uh, no problems. Yeah, just mention where the first films we were looking forward to are up to, or where basically we, um, whether we've seen them or not. Yeah. So, Lloyd, the first one was The People vs. George Lucas, which I think is on DVD now. Yeah, that's right. I, ha- I have actually seen that one, um, and it's pretty good. Yeah, you were looking yeah. forward to it, so I'll let yeah. you lead this one. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was uh, very interesting where they were taking and the discussions they brought up. As we said on the first one, it's interesting that um, they were talking about how, like, is George still the owner of his artwork? Like, they brought up the distinction between um, Leonardo da Vinci if he was alive today and he took the Mona Lisa and he was and he decided to change the colors of it. Do, does he have the right? Well, yeah, he's the artist, you know. But at the same time, it's now part of the public. It's now part of um, culture and everything so yeah. a lot of interesting points and you see a lot of fans a lot of diehard fans but it wasn't aggressive as you'd think you'd think oh yeah this is going to go all out on George Lucas but um, yeah that was pretty interesting <laughs> I okay. liked it it was good very nice um, the next one of yours and I know you're still looking forward to this one is Prometheus yeah I can't wait unfortunately I saw the trailers for it I think I was with you when we saw um, the Avengers yep. I was like oh this film looks pretty good and then it starts and you know it's the Prometheus trailer like, oh I didn't want to see that I'm just one of those people that don't like to see trailers I guess it's going to ruin too much of the film for you yeah <laughs> hard to avoid though isn't it oh yeah definitely especially a movie like that and you, you know how it begins in trailers they don't show the titles or anything Yeah, but yeah I think I just got to get over that all right, three more of your films, Lloyd. A Dangerous Method, which um, yep. I think we're going to do as our next podcast, aren't we? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, we should definitely do that one. Uh, David Cronenberg, we both sat down and watched it. And uh, yeah, I guess we're going to cover that one next time. So yeah, bit of a teaser. Th- that's a very strange and obscure film. <laughs> it, yeah, um, <laughs> fair bit to say on it, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, how about Savages? I haven't seen Savages, no. I think it's going to be one of those films that's going to take a long time to be released in Australia. Okay, yeah, I still yeah. haven't seen anything about it. Yeah, same. Uh, we did, of course, see Hugo, which you were looking forward to. That was your fifth one. Yep. And, yeah, uh, we, yeah, that was, was one of our finest podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess if we pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was looking forward to the following films. Uh, Ted which uh, now has trailers out. They're on YouTube. They're on um, playing at the movies as well. It's looking pretty funny, looking like it's come together very well. So uh, if you're interested, Ted is the Seth MacFarlane, his first feature film. Uh, I was looking forward to Oz the Great and Powerful, which nothing has come out about. So we're nowhere on that. 
Uh, they now have trailers for Looper, the Bruce Willis film I was looking forward to. Uh, of course, the time travel one, and I've got a another time travel one today, which you might be interested in, Lloyd. <laughs> that was the Brick director, wasn't it? The Brick director, yeah. Uh, Ryan yeah. Johnson, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he's really talented. Yeah, for, for having done so few films, I'm very interested mm. in seeing Looper. And as well, they've got um, a prosthetic nose on Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and uh, a bit of putty on his chin, trying to make him look more like uh, Bruce Willis. Oh, right. Because he's playing younger Bruce Willis. You know, so they've they've tried to mould his appearance, which I thought was very interesting. Cool. I mentioned I was looking forward to Man of Steel. Again, it's going to be a big one, I'm hoping. And uh, maybe save the Superman franchise. And, From complete destruction. <laughs> yeah. And uh, finally, the untitled film by Catherine Bigelow, I was looking forward to the um, Osama Bin Laden one. Uh, has a title. It's now called Zero Dark Thirty, and yep. uh, there is also a sort of ever-changing cast since the last time we spoke. Um, so it's in development, as in pre-production, or as in production? I believe it's all been shot. I'm pretty sure it's wow. coming out later in the year. But yeah, the cast all changed since the last podcast. So sure, sure. Anyway, Lloyd, I will get you to tell us the first film you're looking forward to. My one's pretty obvious, and we're debating over how it's pronounced. Um, Durango Unchained by Quentin Tarantino. Or it could be Django Unchained. <laughs> yeah, I thought just, just when you read it, it looks like Django. But anyway, I, I'm yeah. not sure. I'm a big Quentin Tarantino fan. I think he's the cin- he's a virtuoso of cinema. And um, I just every time he cu- uh, comes out with a movie, to me it's like a Star Wars film or a you know or a Lord of the Rings film. It's just a big event for me anyway. And this he gets to do a spaghetti western. And if you look at all his films, they've all got spaghetti western elements. And in fact, Quentin Tarantino's favorite movie of all time is The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Mm-hmm. So. And I think he's going to transition really well, like he always does in all of his films, to whatever genre he's doing. I actually thought Inglorious Bastards was his worst film. <laughs> um, I didn't so, mind it that much. I quite like the uh, changing history elements of it, and just some yeah, spoilers yeah. there. Yeah, uh, the whole he was part, very brave. Yeah, the whole part in the cinema towards the end where they take on Hitler. Yeah, it was very hilarious. <laughs> so Django Unchained is a western. It's a western, a spaghetti western. I don't know too much about it, but I know it's got a wicked cast. Like, I'm pretty sure it's got Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, the information I saw was pretty dated and, you know, things, as you said, change. You know, the cast changes. Like, I heard um, Kevin Costner was in it and then he walked off or something. He had a falling out. I think I heard that. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, okay. And he's a very renowned in the western genre, you know, um, with Dances with Wolves and open range he's actually an incredible director himself yeah he's, um, he's actually singing now i saw on um entertainment oh. tonight he has a band really yeah <laughs> country music i guess well i'd looked kind of like slow rock and roll so maybe oh, i could see that yeah and um it's got that oh, i can never pronounce his name but he was the the main the jew hunter i didn't mean to sound racist there but in glorious bastards <laughs> Uh, what's that actor's name? Uh, okay. Yeah, exactly. I always forget that actor's name. He's very good. He's incredible. Um, not the bear. Not the bear. No, no. The the main Nazi guy. He won the Academy Award for so Christoph uh, Waltz. Christoph Waltz. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. Christopher Waltz. Yeah, he's he's Christoph, starring in. I think it's Christoph. Yeah. Christoph. Sure. 
um, he's starring in um, in this film. So uh, I'm hoping we see a partnership like DiCaprio, Scorsese, and we see Christopher Wallace, Quentin Tarantino. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm also looking forward to that one. But uh, I'm looking forward to something else more, more in the near future. And okay. uh, it's, it's a musical. You've probably right. seen the trailer for it, Lloyd. Uh, but it's Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages? No, I haven't seen the trailer. Okay, it's uh, well, basically this this is a uh, based off a Broadway musical. Um, when I was in New York, I saw it, and then when I went to Melbourne last year, I saw it again with uh, my wife. And uh, it's basically set in the 80s, and it's full of, um, how shall I say this, soft rock music. Sure. (laughs) Um, You know, we built this city, uh, Journey, Don't Stop Believing, all that sort of stuff. And it's, um, I'll give you the blurb, it's 1987 Los Angeles, Drew and Sherry are two young people chasing their dreams in the big city. And you'll probably hate it, Lloyd, because it's a bit of a romantic comedy, but it's also a musical. Yeah, well, musicals are doing incredibly well at the moment, so it's perfect time to come out, like with High School Musical and um, Hairspray and so forth. Well, High School Musical I've never seen, first of all, but Hairspray, <laughs> the same director of Hairspray has done this one. I believe it's Adam Shankman, but I could be wrong. Okay. Uh, this is a $70 million budget, and it's already got this built-in audience who've seen it on Broadway, right? And yep. The big draw card, though, you might have seen images, or I don't know, maybe not, um, is Tom Cruise is in it as wow. like, like a bad boy rocker and he sings in this one kind of thing. They've they've given him the role of Stacy Jacks, which is this sort of uh, well, the bad boy of the film. Um, it all looks really fun and big and I think it will be successful based purely on the fact that so many people will have seen it on Broadway and I really enjoyed the um, the Broadway production as well. Two slightly different ones seeing it in New York and Melbourne but... Um, I'm quite looking forward to seeing the film adaptation, I think. That's shocking. I've never even heard of this. <laughs> oh, look, it's one of those It's one of those things that could easily escape <laughs> Sure. The, the canon. I mean, it's not Cats. It's not The Lion King. It's one of those, like, smaller Broadway shows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, it's if, if you enjoy soft rock music of the 80s, and I'm guessing we're talking to a whole generation of people who, <laughs> you know, aren't necessarily listening to this podcast... But I think it's going to be a really fun movie. Definitely. No, it sounds very interesting. I doubt you're going to want to see it, though, Lloyd. So, <laughs> not, <laughs> not for you. Let's talk about your next one. Um, this one's in development, and it's been going back and forth for many years since the first one came out. But Sin City 2, I've heard rumors and confirmation. Again, I hear this every year. But I think this it time is it's confirmed now, yeah. Yeah, this this one sounds pretty true, um, Sin City 2. It will be successful as long as they keep Frank Miller in the most important position for him, like the best position that he can do on set, which is at the back spitting on everyone's coffee. <laughs> the guy is... Um, I love Frank Miller's original work, but I don't know if you've seen his uh, film, The Spirit. I did, but it was a while ago. It was one of the worst films I've ever seen. seen. Basically, it's like a Sin City tone with that comic book style, yep. and it's based on... And um, Frank Miller was actually a great friend of him, probably the greatest comic book writer of all time, Will Eisner, and it was a terrible terrible adaptation and it's so sad i've heard even the audio commentary for that 
film and it's like they don't even know they're making a terrible movie like you know the whole time they're talking about it oh it's what a brilliant scene this is you know it's just like are you kidding me and ever since that movie came out he hasn't you know his directing career pretty much died and i think because of that movie it hurt since the chances of sin city 2 and 3 being made um so yeah but this time it sounds like the momentum's going and as long as frank miller is kept away from creative control um and robert Rodriguez does his thing sticks to the original books it'll be as fun as the first one were you a fan of the original I really enjoyed the original. Yes, um, same. I'm, I'm remembering the best thing about the spirit was Scarlett Johansson was thrown in there, though. So Samuel Jackson and Scarlett Johansson, right? It, it had a big cast. Uh, it even had Ava Mendes uh, um, and a bunch of others. <laughs> but yeah, it had a good cast. It's interesting because I know they, and spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Sin City, but I think it was like 2005, so probably everyone who's interested in Sin City will have seen it. Um they kill off the Mickey Rourke character in Sin City, but I think he's back in the second one. I think it might be like a prequel in his story. Yeah, yeah it, um, in the Sin City books, it bounces um, uh, prior to that time, but the same universe, so characters that die off are actually still there. Okay. You, you might see them driving in the background or at the bar. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and stuff like that, yeah. I mean, it sounds a little morbid to say, but I'm guessing we're not going to see Brittany Murphy, though. Unfortunately, yeah, she's passed uh, away. So, yeah, um, very sad. I'm, I'm sure we're not going to see her character walking around. Maybe they'll yeah. recast her. Or maybe they'll just use digital effects and she'll still be there. I don't know. I guess. They, they did all shoot in front of green screens, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to my next one. Yep. Uh, it's the time travel film I, I mentioned earlier, and it's called Safety Not Guaranteed. And I'm guessing this one's coming out in the next couple of months in America. Uh, it is based on an internet meme, right? That uh, it was a, a classified ad. That right. Somebody, uh, basically, this is the ad. Wanted. Somebody to go back in time with me. This is not a joke. You'll get paid after we get back. Must bring your own weapons. Safety not guaranteed. I have only done this once before. There's a trailer out for this now. It looks a lot like uh, an independent kind of comedy, um, kind of kooky. And uh, it stars three actors that I, I've seen in television programs. And it's got kind of this really sort of B-grade kind of thing that I think could raise to an A-level performance. Yep. Aubrey Plaza, who's in it, uh, she's from Parks and Recreation. Uh, Jake M. Johnson is uh, one of the guys from New Girl, the Zoe Deschanel show. Right. And Mark Duplass, who's from The League which is this show that plays on, like, uh, 1HD, and um, the league is, like, all about some guys who have a fantasy football league. Um, all three very solid comedy actors coming together in this comedy film, and I'm really intrigued by the ad because it's got one of those... I guess this is a bad example, but there was a film called K-Pax, and in the film you're wondering whether or not Kevin Spacey is an alien or not, the whole time he's saying, I'm an alien, I'm an alien, you know. And uh, he's in a mental institution kind of situation and everybody seems crazy and you sort of start to believe him. And mm. this, this film, um, the main guy is Mark Duplass from The League, the guy who puts uh, the wanted ad. And he basically seems so sure that he can travel through time that Aubrey Plaza starts to believe him. Right. So, so be, yeah. Yeah, I'm really intrigued to see this sort of interplay of these characters and whether or not like because it's based on an ad 
like there's no script based on an internet meme ad you can do whatever you want with it you know yeah it's, it's not as if somebody really came forward and was like i can travel through time and they were the basis of the film right okay um it's fictional it, you know in, in development or coming out or made it's completely it's, made uh, it's it's out in the next couple of months like um oh, okay sure there's trailers online if you're interested safety not guaranteed is the title and sure. um yeah i think it'll be really interesting but mostly because i'm quite into time travel and so yeah, therefore yeah. i'm really intrigued to see where it goes and so that that's why it falls I can't put any faith on uh, on an idea that's just based on a meme, but it sounds very interesting if they can pull it off. Eh? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, I'm really intrigued, and like it might be one of those things that tanks in America and goes straight to DVD in Australia. <laughs> but either way, I'm looking forward to it. So, sure. Let's get your next one, Lloyd. Cosmopolis by David Cronenberg. It stars the guy who's starring in Twilight. I can't believe I don't know his name. I haven't seen any of the Twilight movies, we, but they're really... Are we talking about Robert Pattinson, the vampire? Or are we yeah, talking the, about Taylor Lautner, the werewolf? And I'm so the, sorry, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the main kid, the vampire kid, um, from what I've seen of the movie poster. No, but it's definitely him. The, the main star of Twilight, he stars in it. How he got into a Cronenberg film is beyond me. And Paul Giamatti was the only other names I recognized there. You'd probably recognize a whole bunch. You're pretty good with stars. Cosmopolis, um, huh? Cosmopolis, yeah. It, uh, David Cronenberg had just made, obviously, a Dangerous Method, and he shot Cosmopolis pretty fast, um, uh, like at the same time, which is pretty interesting because often David Cronenberg takes a long time in between movies. Mm. Uh, you know, History of Violence, then... Uh, well, he actually came out pretty quickly with Eastern Promises. Then it took a long time before um, uh, Dangerous Method was made, and Cosmopolis is finished, and it's um, I think just finishing the editing. Like, but uh, it's pretty much completed. Like the status update on um, IMDb is that it's completed, and I don't know much about about um, the film. But being a David Cronenberg fan, I'm sure it'll be very. Uh, controversial, very intelligent, very, you know, you either love the subject matter he takes on or hate it, but he um, d executes every subject he takes with extreme um, David Cronenbergism. <laughs> he's never sold out. Um, his whole career, yeah. Yeah, the, the films you look forward to are also, I uh, should point out, um, they're heavily influenced by who's directing the film. No, definitely, yeah. I'm a, a full believer in auteurs and, um, you know, the director is the author of the film. Like, I know there's the films that you have fun with and I've actually, the next couple of... <laughs> uh, more fun ones. <laughs> yeah, more fun ones. But, yeah, no, definitely um, the first thing I look out for is who's the director or who's the screenwriter. Okay, very good. Um, my next one, I don't know if you would have seen this image but uh, if you go online, Lloyd, you can even do it now while I'm talking. Yeah, sure. Um, why don't you look up Anthony Hopkins, Hitchcock, photo, and or images. I, I've seen it. Yeah, very good. It. It's fantastic. Yes. Anthony Hopkins looks a lot like Alfred Hitchcock in this photo. And uh, when you look at the rest of the cast, I'm not sure of the details yet of the film, um, but Scarlett Johansson is playing Janet Lee, so I'm guessing that it's going to be around the making of one of Hitchcock's films. Um, Mainly Psycho. Yeah, probably Psycho. Um, Jessica Biel's in there. Tony Collette is in there. Helen Mirren is playing Alma Reville. I'm not sure who that is. Uh, you also get the Karate Kid in there, Ralph Macchio. 
So it's a really interesting yep. cast. But whatever they He's do, back. <laughs> based purely off this one image, you can see that it's going to be one of those films that everybody watches. And I mean, look at it. It's just got Oscar written all over it, doesn't it? I've got to ask, is it um, Alfred a bio, biography on Alfred Hitchcock? or I'm getting the impression that it's going to be one of those films that's about what was going on behind the scenes during the shooting of the film. Sure. Um, maybe it'll represent him in a certain way. He's going to be the main character. The film is called Hitchcock. Um, but I'm thinking it's going to be like behind the scenes. Um, hard to explain, I guess, without a script around and without sort of more information. Um, but based on the cast and just like looks amazing to me. Fictional or is it fact? Don't know, man. Don't know. Sure. M- maybe it'll be like a me and Orson Welles uh, oh, movie yeah. that a film that came out with Zac Efron. Although the main character I think was fictional, you like ninety percent of it was all based on fact. Mm-hmm. And I think like they just added a romantic element, you know. But it's an incredible, incredible movie. I can't wait for this one. This that sounds fantastic. Yeah, I think um, that one's going to be like whenever it comes out, the Oscars that year will be dominated by. Yeah. You know, it seems like one of those films that. It's too big to fail. It's got too many known actors. You know, all and it needs subject. is subject. Yeah, all it needs is like Meryl Streep as well. Who's <laughs> directing? I haven't seen man. I suppose sure. could... I'll look it up while you tell me the um, the next one. Okay, um, very obscure movie, Bullet to the Head. It's directed by Walter Hill. Walter Hill um, is what a huge cult director. Made films like Streets of Fire, um, The Warriors, Driver. Um, oh geez, I, I can think of the Australian title. I can't think of the American title. Uh, it's with it's a movie with Charles Bronson. I think it's called The Street Fighter in America. Um, he's an I think he's one of the best action movie directors of all time. He went into producing. He produced Alien, Aliens, and then Alien Three. And I'm pretty sure he's got something to do with Prometheus. And then he went on like he's made a whole bunch of B grade movies since a lot of westerns. And he's recently. Um, was a part of Deadwood until Deadwood got axed. But um, he's come out with a film now with Sylvester Stallone. And Sylvester Stallone's got a lot of momentum in his career recently. Post, um, I don't want to say Rocky Balboa, I think it was Rambo that came out just before that. I think he's doing another Rambo film, if I sure. read that correctly. But his career's definitely hit a revival um, because... Prior to those films, he was like in a remake of Get Carter and a whole bunch of other sort of straight-to-DVD movies. Yeah. But, yeah, he's doing well now, so it'll be interesting to see uh, this film. It also has, I think he's playing the villain, but he was Conan in the latest Conan remake. And also, if all you Game of Thrones fans, he played Khaleesi's um, husband. Hang on, Um, is this... um Sorry, the guy in the Conan remake. uh, Yeah, I do know who you're talking about. The main guy who's playing Conan. Yes, yes, that's right. The it's big like muscle. Jason dude. somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't remember his name. That's okay. Um, but yeah, I think he plays the villain in this and Sylvester Stallone's obviously the hero, but it should be a fun, straight action movie and I really can't wait to see um to see it because I love Walter Hill. I absolutely love um Streets of Fire and um the warriors and drive i think he has just such a cool vision you know the the tough guy with no name coming to a city and there's a big problem in the city and they recruit you know that sort of story i think his films are fantastic yeah um you told me once that 
you if you could make it as a director that you would make straight to DVD action films? I would. That's my dream. If if I if I was at the helm of a big production company, I would just make straight to video action movies in the same vein as Walter Hill. Not not putting Walter Hill down. It just so happens his movies just come across come come out on you know straight to DVD. <laughs> but his films are actually very good. <laughs> very good. Um, the director of Hitchcock um, yep. also wrote The Terminal uh, with oh. Tom Hanks. And uh, yep. the only other things he's directed, he directed Anvil, the story of Anvil, the documentary. So um, I'm not sure about that, but uh, Sasha Gervasi, G-E-R-V-A-S-I, yeah. He's, this might be too big of a project for him. An English guy. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see. He's um writer, director, producer. He's been in a variety of little things, but... I mean, not a lot of directing experience, but... Um, yeah. Well, I said the same about Joss Whedon with The Avengers, and he pulled out a, uh, an amazing job, so... That's you know. true. Yeah. Very good. All right. Um, well, the next one I'm looking forward to, have you heard of films like uh, Paris, Je Tame and New York, I Love You? No. Uh, those are these films that they put together, and uh, basically they were comprised of shorter films, like little short films that made up a big picture of the city. Um, there was one in Paris, there was one in New York, and um, the idea was pretty simple. You get together a whole bunch of directors, like uh, 10 directors or so, and they each shoot a little portion of it, like Wes Craven did one for Paris Chetame, and it was all about like vampires living in Paris and stuff. And you, cool. go, you go from story to story, seeing little bits from, you know, each kind of director and then it all sort of concludes and and gives you a nice little picture of the city it's all filmed obviously in the same city and uh they the sequel was the new york one which uh was not as good but anyway <laughs> there is a film coming out next year called red band right and uh it follows a very similar format it looks like uh where it's got 11 directors uh comedic directors like bob odenkirk and peter farelli and uh, Elizabeth Banks, the actress. Uh, also, Brett Ratner's getting a look in, so just so you know, you'll hate it. <laughs> and uh, their 11 directors are all going to film comedy. Um, they're doing little comedy segments um, in the same way that the Paris and New York movies were, you know, drama. Um, and this has a huge attached cast, and it looks really interesting to me. And I know nothing about the script at this point. It's very early days. Yeah, um, yep. I just wanted to run through some of the actors attached on this. Yeah, sure. You've got Emma Stone, who's in the new Spider-Man. You've got Chloe Grace Moretz, who's in Dark Shadows, which we're going to see. Uh, Elizabeth Banks, Hugh Jackman, Gerard Butler, Uma Thurman, Kate Winslet, Kristen Bell, Sean William Scott, Anna Faris, Chris Pratt, Justin Long, Naomi Watts, Richard Gere gets a look in, Kate Bosworth, Jason Sudeikis, Leave Schriebler, Patrick Warburton, you know McLovin from uh, Superbad? Yeah. He's in it as well. Uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother, Kieran Culkin. Tony Sh- other. Sorry, yep. I was going to say Tony Shalhoub, who plays Monk, is in it. Um, it's a ton of actors because they're all going to be in tiny little sort of portions of the film. So they're working, you know, for three days and they're in a feature film and it's this really interesting kind of model of film. Were the other two movies successful that you mentioned? Yes, the first one but, was certainly more successful than the second one, Paris Chetame, uh, and the second one was New York, I Love You. 
normally these films end with disaster. Um, New York Stories came out in the eighties, and that was a three-parter. Scorsese, uh, Woody Allen, and Francis Ford Coppola each directed their own little bit, and it equalized like a two-hour movie. And, and of then course, four, there's four rooms you mentioned. I was yeah. about to say four yeah. rooms in the nineties, and that was a disaster. Um, uh, New York Stories wasn't that wasn't bad at all, and I'm certainly the good directors. Well, sorry. Um, certainly, the each director held up their own, but they were just so different. The tone of each one, it was just such a unsettling kind of movie, and definitely that's the case with Four Rooms. Like um, Quentin Tarantino, Rod Rodriguez's stories really were completely different and really were above the others. So it was very uneven. Like, you can't say it's a good movie just on the basis of Tarantino's story because the whole thing as a whole was pretty bad. Was that the same feeling you got with the others? or No, I think they're pretty much, like, pretty fluid. Um, I think if, as long as you knew you are watching a series of short films and not a whole big story. Like, um, a couple of them were very weird in uh, Parish of Tame. There's, like, a bit of a musical yeah. number. Uh, yeah, but... Um, very interesting kind of concept. I think New York, I Love You went straight to DVD in Australia. But this one, I think, stands out, Red Band, because it is a comedy. Yeah. And because it's going to seem like... Uh, it's another bad example, but you know how Valentine's Day, you're like, here are all these actors you know, or Love Actually, you're like, here are all these actors you know. I think it's going to be <laughs> going to be sort of shown that way, like, check out how many funny people are in this movie, and it's this big movie you have to see kind of thing. I'm going to enjoy it because I enjoyed the other two. Sure. Uh, I like the the idea of throwing together a series of short films and trying to make it into, uh, you know, a feature film and um, with 11 different voices, you know, 11 directors. And uh, even though Brett Ratner is one of them, I'll be okay with that. Did you like Inland Empire? I felt like that was just 20 David Lynch short films jammed together in one movie. Maybe that's something we should review on the podcast <laughs> if we have the time. I'm too biased. <laughs> you do enjoy um, his films. Yeah, I'm, I'm too big of a fan. Anything he makes, I just see it as a masterpiece. <laughs> right. um, my one... movie... Sorry. Yep. Sorry, I was just going to say we've got one more each. Yep. Um, the, one, the next one I'm looking forward to is Expendables 2. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the first one, but I grew up. Um, when I was young, a lot the most dominant movies at the box office were the ma macho mega action stars. Arnold Schwarzenegger was huge, Sylvester Stallone was huge, Jean-Claude Van Damme and so forth. Um, and as a kid, you always dreamed about, oh, wouldn't it be great if all those stars made a movie together and they reversed some bad guy? And Expendables 1 you know, was like the answer to all that. Um, and it was a huge success. Um, I didn't think it was that great of a movie, but it was fun. Um, and I'm sure Expendables 2 will be fun as well, uh, just to see, you know, and I heard Chuck Norris is in it, Jean-Claude Van Damme, so I can't wait, I really can't. It's going to get even bigger. It's going to build on the momentum, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, because it's funny, because they're all faded stars now, you know. Um, oh, well, I guess a handful of them are still pretty big, like Jason Statham is just... Statham, coming, yeah. Yeah, it's just coming out with one mega film after another. Um, I guess Bruce he's Willis... Also, he's, he's dating the girl from Transformers 3, you know. I, I haven't seen Transformers 3. <laughs> uh, she's a Victoria's Secrets model. Wow. Yeah. Well, he's doing quite well for himself. 
I'll tell you a story, Lloyd. Um, one of my dad's uh, most famous stories is uh, that when he was in France once, he was there the same time as the Cannes Film Festival. Yep. And uh, he told me once he walked right past Sylvester Stallone, who was walking with like uh, an attractive girl under his arm. Wow. Didn't say, didn't, say no, didn't, say say, didn't say hi. No, didn't say hi. Didn't say hi. No. Just went. Oh my gosh! I think that's Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I think he was. Uh, it was obviously Sylvester Stallone. But yeah, it's one of those stories. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> it's on the record now, Lloyd. <laughs> you can't Sorry. undo it. <laughs> All right, my last film that I'm looking forward to is a Ridley Scott film. Oh, awesome. It is called The Counselor, and uh, it's due out for release next year, though I'm pretty sure it, um, its cast hasn't been finalised. I'm just going to read you a little blurb. The film isn't based on a novel, but rather an original script that um, was written last year and described as No Country for Old Men on Steroids. Cool. The story follows a lawyer who decides to try and make a bit of money in the drug world, his plan backfires, and he is sucked in too deep and must fight to survive. Here's the cast. The main character, I'm guessing, is Michael Fassbender, who's in shame, and he's from A Dangerous Method. Uh, he's pretty big at the moment. The supporting cast, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, Penelope Cruz, and Javier Bardem. Which, ironically, are two sets of couples, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem, I'm pretty sure they have a baby together. Wow. Yep. And I don't think that cast is going to be finalized. I feel like it's going to change, but I still feel like this looks like a very strong film, and um, supposedly it's really script-heavy and dialogue-driven. And, um, yeah, it might be one of those, you know, really well-written films. I love Ridley Scott. Every project he selects, like, it has to, you know, it's all very, very elite. It's all like uh, David Fincher when he makes a project, you know, whether you hate it like Benjamin Button or anything, it's still very, very well made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. I can't yeah. wait. So there you go. There are, are 10 films we're looking forward to. Uh, the next podcast we do will be A Dangerous Method, Lloyd, That's Your Choice, yep. um, which we both sat down and watched, and uh, that one will be out next week. As always, you can hit us up on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash podme if you can. And uh, we'd always appreciate your feedback in uh, iTunes as well. If you uh, have a chance, if you subscribe through iTunes, feel free to rate our podcast. And uh, Lloyd, I hope you've enjoyed the Skype experience. Yeah, this is amazing. (laughs) And uh, apologies if we had any dropouts. I'm going to listen to this whole thing back shortly, so we're going to find out the hard way. (laughs) Anyway, we'll we'll get all the the nuts and bolts fixed in this. And uh, until next time. Thanks, guys. All the best.